This is the Elevators Podcast. We discuss all things elevating your life, work, and relationships as you are building your business and yourself. Here is your host, yours truly, Dylan Buck. What's up? Welcome back to the Elevators Podcast. This week we've got Lolita Smith, and uh, she's been here for 17 years. Any challenge or struggle that you are going through, that you've been through in the field, she's been through many times. Lolo has stood the test of time because when challenges come up, she stays in a positive frame of mind. She does not take things personally. 17 years in, she remains a student. 17 years in, her schedule remains her lifeline. She thinks big. She stays hungry enough to have the discipline that it takes to become a multi-multi-millionaire. And she is excited to retire with that and become a billionaire before she dies. Listen up. Here's the one and only Lolo Smith. All right. Well, welcome back to the Elevators Podcast. I am uh, sitting down with Lolo right now, and uh, we just get to jump into some of her story and some of the advice that she has to lend new agents and old agents um, from her 17 years of experience here at Family Heritage. So uh, thanks for being here with us today, Lolo. What would you like to share? Well, Dylan, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. But, you know, Dylan, I've been in this insurance uh, business a long time. And I love insurance, although I didn't want to come into insurance. But now that I'm here, I love it. Um, You know, it's it's better than what I even expected. Yeah. You know, my aunt had given me some negative feedback when I was a teenager, and I never forgot it. (laughs) She was talking about the long hours that you spend in insurance and now I understand it. Uh, those long hours is building your own business. Yeah. You know, and um, just as I was talking earlier uh, to some people, I was telling them how important it is to actually uh, build your own business. Yeah. How important it is. Um, you know, Dylan, it's, it's really funny. We go into all these business and we never thought think about who built them. Yeah. You know. Who built uh, Amazon or who built uh, Wendy's or who built Walgreens, Uh, you know, Bucky's? I mean, (laughs) like, it's crazy. The first time I went to Bucky's was earlier this year. And I was like, man, this place is nice. (laughs) You know, you, you stop and get gas. They had what? Almost a hundred pumps at a gas station, and you walk in, and you got food everywhere. You can buy things for your house. You can, you know, buy toys for kids. You go to the bathroom. You can buy <laughs> shoes and clothes. And I was thinking, Lord, who was the thinker behind this? So then I started Googling because I'm always Googling. I want to know who owns businesses and how they got started. And because I'm a business owner, right? Right. And so I was Googling and uh, and now 
as I keep going over Texas, I keep seeing these buckies. <laughs> you know, they're expanding and growing and, and making this business better. But then you look on the other side of it, they have employees. Mm-hmm. So someone was a thinker behind that. They had a plan and an idea to build this great business, but then they had people to help them with those businesses, and those people clock in and clock out. Right. Well, I have realized being in the insurance, I don't want to be the person to clock in and clock out. Yeah. I want to be the person that think behind it. I want to be able to grow. I want to be able to grow my business. So I spend time. Those long hours that my aunt was talking about, yeah. it's time building a business. See, I love my aunt, but she missed it. Mm. She missed it. I love the long hours of building my business, taking time to think on what it takes to be more successful, to have a larger business, to grow, to to retire as a multi, multi, multi-millionaire and then become a billionaire. <laughs> I, I have a girl that I like to watch on YouTube, and she is 25 years old. She's been on YouTube since she was 17. She said that she never knew that she could make that kind of money on YouTube. Yeah. And so now she just launched her own eyeglass, uh, sunglass line. And so with launching that sunglass line, I listened to her and she said, before she even told people that what she was really doing, she already knew what she was doing. <laughs> and about a month before she announced that she had this sunglass line, she actually told everybody, she said, I'm going to be a billionaire. And when she launched that sunglass line, I was like, you know, that sunglass line is hot. <laughs> I mean, I'm about it. four. It's <laughs> hot. And I said, she is going to be a billionaire. She's thinking. She's planning. She's putting a plan together for her future. And, and, and she's speaking it out. But you have to put some action behind the words. Yeah. And so... I realized I had something phenomenal in this insurance game with family heritage. And I thought, I'm going to retire as a multi, multi, multi millionaire. But even with that, after I retire, because I made so much money, I can start (laughs) other businesses and become a billionaire before I die. So the insurance has allowed me that to be able to not to have to clock in and clock out and have someone else control my income and tell me what I'm worth? Oh, no. They don't know me. <laughs> I'm worth so much more than they can even begin to imagine. But you got to be willing to endure the You got to be willing to endure it. And it's just phenomenal. Yeah. I love being an entrepreneur. You can get me. You can pay me. <laughs> now, well, if you're paying me... Uh, $700 million. We could talk. <laughs> but you couldn't pay me to go back to being an employee. It's just not going to happen. It, it just won't ever, ever happen. I love being an entrepreneur. Would you mind sharing uh, uh, with listeners just kind of some of the affirmations that you were talking about earlier? Oh, my goodness. I love affirmations. <laughs> affirmations speak life into you. You know, the first thing I do when I get up in the morning is thank God for waking me up. And I go into my living room, and I just love to open my living room up 
and pull all the blinds back and just let all the sunshine come in. And even if it's a rainy day, I still love, because I love the rain. (laughs) I love it. And this is what I say as I'm doing that. I say, this is the day the Lord has made. And I shall rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, thank you for another day of your grace and mercy. Your grace and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I am the greatest. I am the best. I am number one. I'm on top of the world. Everybody loves me. Everybody buys from me. Everybody keeps their policies with me. I'm a champion. I'm a beast. I am (laughs) great. And I say it over and over and over again. And it speaks life into me. It gives me joy. It makes me a happy person. You don't have to be with people to be happy. You have to be happy within yourself. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. That was awesome. And uh, so when you are dealing with, you know, the rejection that we are always going through in this, in this career, um, how would you say some of that stuff helps? And I guess, how do you look at rejection? I look at rejection as the fact that they're not rejecting me. You know, they're rejecting the benefits that I'm offering before they even see them. And so I don't take it personal. I just get in my car and I just move on to the next person. I stay happy. I don't let people saying no uh, bring me down. Because one thing I know in this business, if you get in front of enough people, you're going to have the yeses. And so people have their right to choose what they want to buy and what they don't want to buy. That's their rights, and that's okay. And I look at it as the fact that um, everyone's not going to accept Jesus, but that didn't keep him from dying on a cross for us. And I'm okay with the fact that everybody's not going to accept my benefits. You know, one time I was working uh, down in Louisiana. I had met this lady, and she told me, she said, oh, I have all of that. She said, but my daughter doesn't. She needs it. She said, can you talk to my daughter? I said, absolutely. Well, her daughter wasn't at home at that time. She lived right next door. And uh, I was driving, going to someone else's home about a day or two later, and I saw her at the mailbox at the end of the street. And I pulled on in there, you know. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm driven. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I pulled on in there, you know, because I just knew I had her. And she started trying to chuckle and stuff, introduce myself to her. And she said, oh, so you're that lady from Arkansas that my mother said that came all the way down here. You know, I'm, I'm a word person. I listen to keywords. Yeah. And trying to sell insurance. I was offended. I drove off and I, 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 I was a little hurt. You know, you, you tr- I'm trying to sell insurance. And then the Lord spoke to my spirit. And he reminded me how Jesus went from town to town to save and heal the sick. And I'm going town to town to save and heal your finances in case something catastrophic like cancer, heart attack, stroke, serious accident happened. Once the Lord showed me that, I got okay with that. I, I was fine. And from then on, I never let people offend me with their words. I, I chuckle at them. I Sometimes I laugh with them. Yeah. You know, I'm going to let you know that you're not offending me because if you don't have this benefit when something happens, you're going to think about me. I tell people all the time, you're going to always, once you meet me, you're going to always think about me. You're going to think about me if something happened. You're going to say, hey, can you call Alita, the insurance lady? Or are you going to say, oh, man, I wish I could call Alita, the insurance lady. Yeah. 
So one or the other, you're going to think about me, and that's all good to me. <laughs> Love that. And uh, so I guess you've been here for, for 17 years, and uh, I guess when you think back to your first, when you were first getting started, did you have a fast start? Did you have a slow start? What did that look like? Oh, my. <laughs> when I first got started, I was I was nervous, very, very. Uh, my trainer, I remember telling her, I will never leave you. <laughs> She said, you'll be fine. I said, no, the umbilical cord would never (laughs) be cut. (laughs) She said, no, you're going to do just fine. But once I got on my own, I realized I would do just fine. The first week, I was really, really afraid. I wouldn't get out of my car. (laughs) I kept driving around the town (laughs) all day and wouldn't get out of my car. At home, I was great. I was excited and motivated. I'm going to work. And, yeah, didn't work out that well. (laughs) (laughs) And I did that when I came out of sales school. Back in the day, they had sales school uh, Monday through Friday. You came home on Friday. That Saturday, I went out in the field. Just randomly, I was going to go out in the field. And so I went. I took my mom with me, okay? And so when I took my mom with me, the first house we went to, she said, we got in the car. She said, you got to calm down. You're so <laughs> nervous. I said, am I? She said, yes. <laughs> so then I didn't know you had to be licensed in another state. Okay. So I went to the state of Arkansas, I mean, Louisiana, because um, where I live in Arkansas, I'm 15 miles from the border of Louisiana. Okay. So I drove to Louisiana. I thought, okay, well, I'm not going to do all of this in my little town. And I drove to the border, I mean, to Louisiana, Homer, Louisiana. And my mom saw this guy. She said, oh, there's someone. Why don't you stop and talk to him? He was more in the yard. I told you. I passed everybody by, right? <laughs> and so I bagged up and went and talked to him. And uh, he said, well, my wife's in, in the church. He was the pastor of the church. He was more in the yard. He said, you could talk to her. So I went in there. That was my first ever demo. And I was nervous. And I, I, I was so nervous. I really don't remember how bad or, or good. Well, it had to be bad. <laughs> I, I did on the demo. <laughs> it was my first one. And so she didn't buy. She was trying to recruit. We all in the recruiting game, right? Now, I didn't know anything back then, but I know now. So she was trying to recruit me. So we left there, and my mom said, you want to see somebody else? I said, no, I'm going home. <laughs> she said, now I'm not going to be with you Monday. I have to go to work. I said, that's okay. I'm going home now. <laughs> so I went home. Monday morning, I went out again, scared to death, didn't do anything. I went out Tuesday by myself. My trainer came down Tuesday, but before she got there, I went out, scared to death, did nothing again. And so my trainer started coming down, and she was with me on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursdays. But Friday, Saturday, and Monday, as scared as I was, I still left my house. I left my house just not to get out the car. <laughs> so when I got on my own that first week, I was scared and nervous. But my director, which we call back in the day, agency O, I have a habit of saying director, but my agency O, my agency owner, AO, he told me that he would introduce me because I called him and told him I couldn't do it. And so we three hours apart from each other. And I'm like, how in the world are you going to introduce me? you in Little Rock, Arkansas, and I'm in Crossing, Arkansas. <laughs> and he said, I will just take the phone and uh, tell them who you are. I said, that doesn't make any sense. I'm not doing that. Well, what he was trying to get me to do is just do the work. Right. That's all it is. Just do the work. 
And so I called my roommate and I asked her, I said, how's it going? She said, oh, it's going great. She had all these referrals and I didn't have a bunch of referrals. I had to start from scratch. I cold called. <laughs> and so I called my manager. He started telling me how it was when they first started. Well, you knew. You don't want to hear that. You don't care about how it is when you first started. <laughs> so now that I'm on the other side, I understand when people first start. So I tell them this story that you just have to get out the car. I made a decision one day to just get out of the car. And when I got out the car and introduced myself to a lady, she started telling me about the fact that she was sick. Her husband couldn't uh, handle anything else by himself because he was the only one working. So I started talking about how Peter pretty her nails were, just to break the ice for myself. But what I didn't tell you earlier is that as I kept moving in that town and got really good at it, about a month later I signed up her son. I didn't know that was her son. I met him at a uh, tax service. I had signed up the lady that owns the tax service, and she let me talk to all the people that was coming in the tax service. And I met him, and I signed um, signed up her son. And I bet you it was about four months later, I, I called him because they always told me about the people in this area, 6,000 people in the town. And so he told me he was at his mother's house. I said, oh, okay. I said, so how long are you going to be there? I could talk to your mother. He said, she just passed away. I said, oh, my God, I'm so sorry to hear that. What happened to your mother? He said, she died of cancer. I said, what? That town has a lot of cancer. So I said, well, I'll come by. So I went by the house. It was the house of the lady I first knocked on the door. She had skin cancer. When they couldn't find that sickness, it was skin cancer. And the skin cancer had went internally, and it killed her. Dang. The first lady I ever approached. I was like, oh, my God. I said, I talked to your mom years, I mean, uh, a month or two, three, whatever months it was at that time. I told him, I talked to your mom. She was the first person I talked to in this town. So you never, never know. The key is just get out of your car and just approach people and have fun. No matter what they say, the yes, the no's, it's okay. It's okay. If you're in this game, you should know you're going to have more no's than yeses. And that's okay. That's the name of the game. Yeah. What you're looking for is the people that has the open mind to listen, first of all, and the people that has a need to buy, mm-hmm. that understands the importance of having this. And if it's not today, no doesn't mean no now. It, it doesn't mean no forever. It just means no now. That's right. all it means. It's just not now is all it means. The timing may be off. The decision may not be there, but things happen in people's lives that they will say yes to later. Yeah. I think you said earlier today that there, uh, when you were telling us a story um, about how there was someone who was kind of rude the first time, then a few years back you went, went back yes, and actually were like, yes, oh, it was the yes. talk cancer policy. Yes, that lady was so I won't say she was that rude, but she was rude <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> because I had learned my umbrella clothes, you know, you know I, I was happy about that clothes. And so I, I had that clothes down pat. Yeah. I learned that clothes and I was, uh, my AO had told me about that clothes and, and 
I was using it. Yeah. And then they laughed at me. They chuckled. I reminded her of that too. I'm so that what is person. the umbrella clothes? So the umbrella clothes is that you you design the umbrella, mm-hmm. okay? And you know how umbrella is made. It has different uh, parts of the umbrella that's kind of in a tr- yeah. rectangle. I mean, yeah. in a, a triangle shape. Yeah. So you have your car insurance, your home insurance, your health insurance, your dental insurance, your vision insurance. But the part of the umbrella that's not completed is your supplemental insurance. You have your life insurance. So you have to complete the umbrella in order to be completely covered when a storm comes. Hmm. You can't go in a storm with a half of an umbrella. Yeah. And so I was doing that, and she chuckled, her and her husband. And so five years later, I go back in that town to help a lady that had become my client, and um, she had gone through cancer. Now, she had a cancer policy for some years, and she wanted to cancel it. And so she was looking for the business card to call and cancel it. And her son said, Mama, don't do that. Don't cancel your policy. So she let it go for a little while, and she went to the doctor, and she was having some stomach issues, and so they didn't find anything wrong with her. And maybe about two or three months later, uh, she was in her yard working and still off and on looking for that business card <laughs> <laughs> to cancel her policy because she wasn't really listening to her son. Yeah. And so she was working in a yard, and the stomach started hurting really bad. So she went to the emergency room, ooh, excuse me, and <laughs> found out that um, she had colon cancer. Uh-huh. after they ran a significant amount of tests and found out she had colon cancer. Well, I started doing the process once she got to the hospital and she was able to sit with me, and she got paid thousands of dollars. I can't even remember how, how much because I've had so many clients to get paid, yeah. <laughs> but she's got paid, she got paid thousands of dollars. Well, I went back to the, the other lady because I thought, you know, I'm going to talk to some of these people that said no to me back in the day. Right. And she told me she had been thinking about a cancel policy. Would you know that? Thinking <laughs> about a cancel policy. And I said, what? I said, okay. Why are you thinking about a cancel policy? And she said, my sister-in-law got di- diagnosed with cancer. She said, this company paid her thousands of dollars. I said, really? I said, who is your sister? And she told me. I said, oh, that's my client. That's my company. I helped her with that. We paid her. And so she said, what? I said, yes. Now, this is after I, I reminded her she chuckled at me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so then and she's got this policy in the mail. And I asked her to send me, I mean, let me see the brochure because you don't want to down another company. So I, right. I won't mention the company's name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they, they do mail out their, their brochures. And... Um, so she went and brought it to me, you know, and you want to always say, you know, that's a really good company because do you want to be the negative insurance agent? You know, sure. no, you don't want to do that. You know, that's, right. that's not good for your business to say negative things about insurance companies and other agents. That's, that's never good. Yeah. Always stay on the positive side of things. And so I say, oh, yeah, this is a really good company. I said, let's look at their benefits. So we looked at the benefits and back then, we had the Cancer uh, Series 5. It might have been still the Cancer Care. 
But you get your money back. At, and tw- it was cancer care. It was 25 years old, 75 in Arkansas. And so we had a standard policy. We didn't have the base at that time. So I compared the standard policy. That's our lowest policy to what they had. And I showed her the difference on why it costs only $10 for you and your husband. Yeah. Now, ours did cost more. It was $106. But once she saw the difference, and if she was going through cancer, how that would benefit her financially if she had our policy and how it would devastate her financially if she had their policy, she bought. Yeah. You know, and so now I have t- returned her premiums because she never used it. That's awesome. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she never used it. And so now she got all her money back, and she still has her policy. Now, you so think cool. she's not happy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> she's very happy. She couldn't believe it. She was like, is this a real check? <laughs> I said, yes. So helping people is the key. You know, I'm going to do one or two things with you. I mean, but help you save money for your future, which I have found out they really need at 75. Yeah. Or I'm going to help you get money. If you have a catastrophic illness like cancer, heart attack, or a serious accident to help save your household's financial income, to help save you uh, your cars, uh, help save your house. Oh, that reminds me. I have another lady when I was in training in that same town. Her husband said no. He was adamant that he didn't want to get the policy. So we left. I went back to them also. He had passed away. Guess what he passed away with? Cancer. Cancer. And left her in a financial ruin. And she told me that he said he had just bought her a car. If you have to sell the car or give it back, do what you have to do. It wouldn't have had to be that way if they had taken that policy. Right. So when people say no, it's not to hurt you, but it actually hurts them in the long run. And that's not what we want, but they have that option. Yeah. Yeah, no need to take it personally. Exactly. For sure. So, again, being for, being here for 17 years, um, I guess what are some of the biggest, you know, points of advice or the things that you've, a couple of things that you've learned, the biggest things that you've learned over the course of your career here? Uh, some of the biggest advice I would give and the things that I've learned is, number one, you have to be a student of the business. Uh, especially when you're new in this game. You have to study harder than anyone else. Yeah. You know, uh, do I still study? Absolutely. You know, I'm still researching why it's important to have a cancer policy, a heart attack and stroke policy. I'm still researching, you know, uh, what the causes are for cancer today. Uh, the fact that the gas has gone up is is a significant reason that you should have this policy uh, the gas for the air flights, the gas for your vehicles, that's a significant reason. I mean, if you was traveling 100 miles one way, just think about the gas on that. Right. I went to the gas pump last night to get gas, and the person before me spent $100 on 20 gallons. Yeah. You know, does the average person have $100 on 20 gallons to go back and forth for 44 rounds of treatment? No, they don't. That becomes extremely expensive. And even people that's on fixed incomes, oh, my goodness, just think about that. You know, they can't go to work, uh, the elderly, 
and go to work and increase their income. The government determines their income. And when they get a raise, they say, oh, we can raise this year. I'd be like, oh, that's great. $5 a month. Oh, my God. I'd be like, uh, okay. <laughs> like, what can you do with that? Right. You know, the food is going up. Everything is going up. And so I just think that you have to be a student. You have to know these things. You have to know that you have to be able to present this. This helps build the need on why they should have these benefits. So if you're not taking time at home to spend time to, you know, research and think and plan, then what are you really doing? Are you really trying to build a business? Every time you go into a business, think about who built that business. Why is it thriving? Why is there a McDonald's everywhere you go? Dollar General Store is on every corner in every city, town, on the dirt roads. You're going to find a Dollar General Store. Somebody is thinking. So you have to build your business. You have to be a thinker, a planner. You can't sit at home flipping TV. If you want to be the best that you can be, you have to be researching, reading, thinking, planning, putting a game plan together every time you think about your job, your career, your business, your growth, and family heritage. You have to be the best you can be. So I would tell you to execute. You have to have a strategic plan, and that includes Anything that's going to make you successful, keeping up with a goal card, uh, having a schedule every Sunday, you know, after you spend time with your family, spend some time alone uh, doing your schedule, getting with your spouse if you have a spouse or any family members that you have to work with during the week, like they may have you take them to the dentist's office. Okay, that's fine. Um, what time is your dentist appointment? Because it needs to be in the morning <laughs> because you don't need anything to interrupt the floor of your day. Right. You know, that doesn't work very well because it's hard to get the momentum back if your flow is interrupted. Uh, one of my agents told me one time, she said, my husband want me to go to the cleaning. I said, in the middle of the day? <laughs> Are you serious? Like, okay, I understand his clothes need to be picked up. I'm not against that. But you have to have that conversation, honey, do you need me to go to the cleaners in the morning before I get my day going? Go to the cleaners as soon as they open. Sit there and wait till they open. Get those clothes and take them to the house and now stay on your schedule. You have to do, it's important, it's valuable for your business. You know, you have to get with your family and say, okay, I have a schedule and this is the schedule. And we can't maneuver from this schedule. Now, if the child broke her leg, now, I do understand it. You have to go pick up your baby and and have a broke leg, take her to the doctor. That makes a difference. But then you have a person, I had an agent. She had small children. Her daughter was two or three. She was in um, dance, uh, acrobats. And I'm like, first of all, you don't have any money. So why are you paying for your daughter to do this at such a small, uh, young age? And secondly, why do you have to take off of your career-driven, you know, opportunity 
in the middle of the day to go watch her turn some flips? Oh, just didn't make sense. And she thought I was, uh, I don't know if she thought I was a bad parent, Dylan, but she kind of, like, had a, a, a way about it when I told her. I said, my daughter uh, injured herself. And at the time, my, my father was retired. He had just retired. And my daughter called me. And I said, oh, my goodness, are you okay? And she said, my, my knee is really hurting. And I said, okay, I'm going to call daddy to come pick you up. Because I just started the career. And my daddy was available. And so my daddy went and picked her up. And um, she was really injured bad. She had to have surgery. Now, when she had surgery, then I took off. And I was with her for the length of time I need to be with her. I think it was about a week to help her, you know, just to be able to uh, maneuver around without me. And then she stayed with my father after that. She thought, oh, no, I, I'm going to be there. <laughs> but if you are the only person that can be there, then yes. But if you have someone else that can pick her up, remember you running a business. Yeah. Okay. And so if your child injures themselves at school, then that's a little different if you're the only one that can pick them up. But to watch your child in the middle of the day do flips, uh, you're not doing justice to your, your business. Right. You know? Or, I mean, chances are you're probably in the field to provide for that kid unless you're very, very exactly. well off. Exactly. So, exactly. Right. Exactly. You know, I have missed some games when my daughter was playing volleyball. But guess what? My daughter's 32 now. She's not a professional volleyball player. And she doesn't even talk about volleyball. She talk about bills herself. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I mean, you want to be in your children's life, but you have to remember that you're running a business. And once you understand that, then your family will understand that, and then y'all can sit together and put a schedule together for that week. Yeah. And so – if you have to be off one day during the week, guess what? You have to think, okay, where am I going to make this up at? Yeah. Those 40 hours are valuable. Absolutely. You have to spend those 40 hours. So if you're off, then work on a Saturday. Work on a Sunday. You're running your own business. You know, one time somebody said something to me, and I told them, I said, before I had an office, I said, that's my, my office right there. That vehicle is my office. And I can work any day I want to because I run my own business. And that's the beauty of having my own business. I don't have to ask, can I have overtime? Right. <laughs> so I guess before we wrap this up, uh, would you mind harping on, I guess, the importance of using a goal card, why, why that is important, and why you have so much conviction in just tracking your stats all day long? Uh, the importance of using a go-kart, Dylan, is for your use. It's to track yourself. So, okay, you call your agent, and you say, hey, how was your day? And they say, oh, it was horrible. <laughs> okay, why was it horrible? Nobody bought. Oh, really? Well, how many people did you see? I don't know, a lot. <laughs> how many is a lot? You don't know. You didn't track yourself. Right. You know, so how can you know why your day is horrible if you don't track yourself? But if you track yourself, the goal is six demos a day. Right. Eight hours a day and 40 points a day. 
So if you don't track yourself, you don't know what you're doing. So you can't complain because <laughs> you have no clue right. what's going on. So what is the complaint about? The complaint should be the fact that you're not tracking yourself. Right. I was training a girl one time, and, oh, my God, that day I was so sleepy. I don't know why <laughs> I was so sleepy. And I was just sluggish. And uh, I told her, I had her keeping up with the gold card, and I said, how many points do we have? She said 22. I said, what? It's 12 o'clock. We only have 22 points? I said, oh, girl, we got to get busy. We jumped out the car. We just started knocking on doors. <laughs> we just we just started knocking, cold calling. Just wherever we were, we just jumped out and started calling. I said, we got to go. We got to move. We, we, points. we got to get these 40 points. <laughs> we got, and we kept knocking. We approached people. People was letting us come in. We started doing some presentations. You know, you have to track yourself. And we end up having a really good week. We end up selling 10 policies that week because we tracked ourselves. It took but, all week, right? All week. But if you don't track yourself and you don't have a good week, then you're not what, – what are you doing? You, right. You're really not doing anything out there. You're just out there. And that's not going to build your business just to be – out there and and the point of tracking yourself is that you know your direction you don't want to drive around aimlessly you're wasting gas and time so when you track yourself you say okay you know I did a great thing last week I I even gave six demos in a day but people just weren't buying the timing wasn't right but guess what's going to happen the next week all of that's going to fall in place everybody's going to be buying because you put the actual work in the week before, and you know you did because you put it on your goal cart and you tracked yourself. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, well, You're I guess before, welcome. as we do wrap up, I guess what are is there anything that you'd want to leave everybody with? Just one last uh, something to say from Lola. The last thing I would say, uh, coming from the great Lolo Smith, is <laughs> 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 to have fun with people. Yeah, you know I. Dylan, you, you can't imagine how many floors I have sat on. And and I, I'm a, a OCD person, you know. <laughs> I can't stand a little spot on my shirt. But I have sat with people on their floors. I have danced with their kids. Uh, I, I, you know, I've learned some new moves. <laughs> I, I, I've sang with their kids. I've gone to church with people. I've eaten dinner with them or lunch. I have fun with people. You know, because one thing I know is my job is to help people. And every day you help people, you have fun with people, you enjoy people, you're going to enjoy what you do. And the next day you're going to want to do it again and again and again, and you'll turn around and it's 17 years later. (laughs) So have fun. Be a student of the business. Work really hard. Keep up with your goal card, track yourself, and have a schedule every single week. And just go out there and kill it and smash the game. Awesome. Thanks, Lola. You're welcome. This has been an Elevated Podcast production. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to check out our Instagram page at Elevated Financial. Like, share, and let us know what you want to hear more of.